Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Completely Random Foolishness Podcast hosted by me, Asia. I am your 20-year-old, weird, wonderful, amazing, uh, I'm just, I'm trying to think of so many adjectives right now. Uh, what else do we have? Adventurous, brave, calm, dreamy, earnest, humble <laughs> podcast host. Yes, that's right. I think I went in order, but I, wait a minute. I went from E to H. What in the world? Okay. Anyway, welcome back to another episode. This is episode 17. If this is your first time here, then congratulations. You are in for a treat. If you are a returning listener, then thank you so much for stopping by again, because it means that you came back after hearing oh, the other mess that I produced. So I'm really, I'm really happy that you're here, if you can't tell. All right, so I wanna briefly explain my setup because here's the deal. <laughs> I know I have a deal every week, but this week I like, I set up a bunch of stuff, like it's a stack of stuff in front of my computer and I didn't want to move it. So <laughs> I was like, I'm going to make a pros list and a cons list. And the pros, um, no, I'm sorry, the cons definitely outweigh the pros of moving that stuff. So I was like, either I move the stuff from in front of the computer and I get to use the fast desktop computer that I just built. Or I could not move the stuff and sit on my bed and work with this incredibly slow laptop that takes like 30 minutes to boot up and also overheats in like 10 minutes because I overworked it and I destroyed my laptop. So yeah, anyway, that's where we are. We're on my bed. Here's Monkey Jackson. You can see if you are listening to this and not watching this on YouTube, boohoo for you because you can't see my incredible giant monkey. His name is Monkey Jackson. That's correct. It's named after Michael Jackson. My brother did that. <laughs> uh, yeah, also I have the a bouquet of fake sunflowers behind me, a lamp, a nightstand full of stuff, and this Disney on Ice banner that I got when I was like four. So that's my setup. <laughs> you can't see my computer, nor can you see my microphone because it's hidden from view because I've actually just stacked a bunch of boxes on top of my bed to sit my camera on, which is why it's this really weird angle. And I know I'm rambling, but I had to explain this. So here we go, go, go. Episode 17. All right. I, like many other people, was incredibly excited about the Jonas Brothers reunion. Although really, did they ever break up? Because like they're brothers. Can brothers, can brothers break up? Like, is that a thing? Um, so when they dropped their new song, Sucker, like, what was it? Earlier this week, I think. It was like, yeah, I think it was this week. I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't do my research. I knew I had to listen to it, though. So I did. I did listen to it. And it was great. I'll tell you why it was great. And then I'll tell you what today's episode is all about. All right. So number one, it was great because it showcased everything I loved about the old Jonas Brothers music. Ooh, excuse me. Had a hiccup, okay. We've got stellar vocals, catchy lyrics, and Kevin on guitar. What more can you ask for from a Jonas Brothers song, okay? 
I know. I know I'm getting like way too hype about this and you're probably like, Isha, you're way too old to be listening to the Jonas Brothers. But if you were to say that, you'd be incredibly wrong and you're stupid and your mom. So, <laughs> uh, number two, their sound evolved to fit today's time, yet it never really lost their sound, like quote unquote, their sound. Because bands change to fit the times all the time, but sometimes you end up with a band that sounds completely different. And when that happens, you gain new fans. You can gain new fans, but you end up alienating a lot of the ones that were there from the beginning because they're like, you know, what's this new sound? This isn't what we like, this isn't what we subscribe for. It's like when a YouTuber is a gaming channel and then they make music. And now all of their content is purely music and everyone's just like, what's going on? And I'm not gonna call any names, but you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> all right. And so today's episode is about reunions. I have no idea how long this episode is gonna be. Normally they typically range from like 30 to 40-ish minutes. But when I start talking, like I have no clue where this is gonna end up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, if you can't tell, I'm absolutely delirious because I haven't gotten much sleep at all in the past, like, two years. <laughs> Honestly, it's because, let me just briefly explain while I'm, like, acting like this. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I keep clapping. <laughs> okay, so basically what I have is a case of anemia now. To combat said anemia, I started taking beetroot pills, all right? And they're super healthy and they made me feel so energized and everything was great. I also was taking B12 vitamins to combat my lack of energy because if you see me like all day, I yawn. I yawn all day and everyone's like, oh my God, that's so rude. And I'm like, it's cause I'm tired, man. I'm really tired. So yeah, anemia has caused <laughs> heck of a lot of problems with, I mean, for me. But the biggest thing that I was just like super unhappy about was my lack of energy. So I started taking beetroot pills and everything was good until all of a sudden, bam, beetroot pills started making me sick. Right, so I had to cut down my dosage to like less than half of it. And I have to take them every other day. So while I'm technically combating my anemia, I'm also back to feeling really tired okay and i'm the type of person that doesn't like to take naps because naps are terrible and you wake up feeling groggy and you've wasted like an hour or two of your day depending on how long you you nap so i hate them but i've been having to take naps lately because i just fall asleep it's not that i want to it's not that i'm willing to take naps i just fall asleep it's no fun it really isn't so that's like why I'm so delirious today. It's because <laughs> I just woke up from a nap that I did not intend to take. Yeah, and I was like, I got a podcast. And that's exactly why I didn't go move all of that stuff in front of my computer. We're seven minutes in and I haven't even really dived into this topic yet because I'm rambling. But you know what? If you've stuck through this far, thank you. I appreciate you. Anyway, that's what mainly drove me to, oh, wait a minute, I like totally skipped where I was. Hold on, <laughs> let me, let me rewind. <laughs> yeah, 
Yes, reunions! That's what we were saying. Reunions thrive off of nostalgia. And if you haven't seen my episode on reboots and remakes, you need to see it because number one, it talks about the Kim Possible movie, That Tragedy, and number two, it covers the whole nostalgia topic in what I believe is a very thorough way. Anyway, that's what mainly drove me to come back to the Jonas Brothers after all this time. Nostalgia. They did come back off of a what I'm gonna call a hiatus. I don't really know the true term of I like the true definition of hiatus. So if I use that term and it's completely wrong, forgive me. But they came back in 2014 to do that song Pom Poms. When the song to love and when your hands are free. Pom poms now. Yeah, okay, that song. And um and it still felt kind of like a Disney song to me. So so like it was it was good. It was decent. It was catchy. But it felt like Disney. And I feel like the Jonas Brothers trying to escape that Disney image because they were kind of too old for that. Uh, it's the same thing with Miley Cyrus and Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, who I will say I don't really think ever escaped <laughs> the Disney, that Disney feel. Because when I hear her stuff, I'm just like, ah, that's Alex from Wizards of Waverly Place. But when I see Demi Lovato, I don't think of her as that girl from Camp Rock or Sunny with a Chance or whatever else she might have been on. I think of her as Demi Lovato, like an actual true artist. And so, you know what, that brings me to this. That's why I think it was a really good thing that the Jonas Brothers went their separate ways. So Nick could do his music, Joe could do his music, and Kevin could get married to, I believe her name is Danielle. He did not do music as far as I am, as far as I know. <laughs> Forgive me, Kevin, if I'm slandering your name. Uh, yeah, they just had some growing up to do with their sound. And I think that the little breakup is really what made that happen and I gotta say I gotta say when Jonas Brothers was a huge thing many moons ago when I was growing up I myself was a Joe fan mm -hmm. okay everyone really talked about Nick and his curly hair and his boyish face and a few people were into Kevin but I was all about Joe Joe Jonas that's right I can briefly look not briefly vaguely remember uh, a class that I took during the summer like a little it was like an art class but we were cooking that day for some reason and I don't like to cook so I don't even know why I was there <laughs> but we were doing something and a Jonas Brothers song had just been dropped and I don't know what year it was so I can't tell you what song it was all I know is that they had just come out with the song and everybody was talking about it and there was this girl I'm gonna change her name um, to Lisa. That's not a real name, but we'll, we'll change it to Lisa. And Lisa kept on talking about Nick Jonas and his curly hair. And whatever we were doing that day, I want to say it involves cakes. I believe that she like used some icing to make a face of Nick on her cake. And the teacher was so tired of us talking about the Jonas Brothers that she was like, that's it. That's all the Nick talk we're gonna have today. Nick, 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 Nick. That's all I hear about, no more Nick. And everybody was like, wow, harsh. What's wrong with you? It's just Nick Jonas. But we stopped talking about it. And she still had her Nick cake. And I don't really know like the point of why I told you this story. It's just that it's just a memory I had that had to do with the Jonas Brothers. So yeah, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, and then Nick. Nick really took off 
and he made some absolute bangers. And I realized that I had been sleeping on Nick's talent all this time because I wasn't a Nick fan. I mean, Nick was cool. And oh my gosh, when you look me in the eyes, you heard that song. It's so beautiful today. Like, I'm gonna play that at my wedding. That's how beautiful that song is. And I hope that whoever I marry does not hate me for that. But like, I wanna dance to that song. <laughs> Yo, can, we, can I walk down the aisle to that song? It's so pretty. And I just wanna write something like that because I, I do write music, you know? Uh, but like for real though, I, I just really did not pay that much attention to how well Nick could sing. Cause when you're that young, you don't really pay attention to the nuances of the song. You just, you just like, oh my God, it's a good song, you know, kind of like that. And, and so when I, you know, when I go back and I look at their music videos now, I can see like the, the personalities of the three of them. Like I just, I just didn't pay attention to that back then. Okay, anyway, Joe ended up with dance. I believe that's how you say it. I would hope so because that's how I've been saying it for quite a while now. <laughs> it's really D-N-C-E, there's no A, but I'm assuming it's dance. And um, they made like some music. I only know like one or two songs that I really ended up liking. Maybe I just didn't hear any more than one or two songs, but um, I'm not sure what they're up to these days if they're still making music. Um, if Joe's even still a part of dance, like, I don't know anything about that. But I do know that both Nick and Joe had music music careers after the Jonas Brothers. Kevin, on the other hand, kind of dropped off the face of the earth. Uh, but all this Jonas Brothers talk makes me realize how thirsty I am for some more reunions from my childhood because it reminds me of a simpler time when I was happy. Okay, I'm just playing. I don't want anybody to think that I'm I'm saying that I'm not happy now because I am. But, you know, I have to throw in a, a few self-deprecating, depressed jokes. I have to. It's just me. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like this is the, this is just the 90s or early 2000 kid in me talking. Um, but our shows and our, like, our stuff back then, they really connected with the audience in a way that shows today don't connect with their audience. Um... Because we are, well, I, never mind. let me not use that word. <laughs> I was gonna use a word and I was like, wait a minute. No, no, this is a clean podcast. Um, we are, I gotta think of another word now. We, <laughs> we are freaks for nostalgia. And I don't know why this is the case, but my generation, oh my God, like just the way that we, we look back on our stuff, our culture, our shows, our music from our times. It's like we all collectively lived the same childhood. And I know that every generation does this. We all look back on what we experienced growing up, but it's something about the 90s kids and the early 2000s kids that when you get them together, they're like, they're almost hateful with the way we look back on stuff and the way we put down other people's, like we, we will definitely, like we appreciate the stuff from the past, but anything from today, we're like, oh no, 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 not happening. This is not good. Yeah. Because to me, let me just, let me just talk about this. I have to, <laughs> I told you, I'm a 90s slash early 2000s kid. I'm not a, um, I'm not Gen Z, I'm not Generation Z, and I'm not a millennial. I'm in the middle. 
I, I'm a, I was born in 98, so I still call it the tail end of the 90s. Um, because, you know, things don't magically cut off when it hits the next, what, decade? No, that's not right. You know what I mean. Like, it's, I can't think today. I think decade is right. Does a decade mean 10 years? Um, like, from 1990 to 2000s. Trends don't just stop once the year hits 2000. Like, December 31st isn't the magical time where all 90s things go to die. Um, it trickles over a few years after that. And so that's why I say I'm still like a 90s kid, even though I didn't experience the majority of the 90s. <laughs> but we like, I don't even know how to explain it. It was, it, it's kind of, I know I say, I'm like, take a shot every time I say the word like. It felt as if I was watching people on a stage acting stupid to get cheap laughs and i'm not talking about my generation i'm talking about now like when i watch the stuff that's on now and i know that's not like it's not made for my age group so of course it's not going to be as connected with me as it was as i as i was in the past when i was growing up and watching this stuff but i have a thing for that too because actually there are some shows that i can truly connect with like i did when i was a kid and I'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit, but, um, but yeah, like our stuff, we had real life drama. We had good lines and we had realness in the way that people acted. It wasn't just cheesy, but sometimes it was cheesy and that's okay because it was still good. Um, I think about this, the Cheetah Girls, the legacy of the Cheetah Girls. What do we have now that has a legacy like that? They have like, what does Disney have? Descendants? Yeah, Descendants is okay, I guess. I haven't seen it. <laughs> no, I did I did see the first one. I had to I had to make myself watch it because it had China and McLean in it and I like China and McLean. Uh but I didn't watch the second one or a third one, if they even have a third one. But yeah, like when you think about the Cheetah Girls, like we they had a whole legacy. Honestly, when I when I grew up, I was like I want to be just like them, which is why right now I'm really upset that we don't have like juicy velour tracksuits. Like why are they still not in style? I want to wear their outfits. I want to go to Barcelona, okay? I feel like my life isn't going to be complete until I strut down the streets of Barcelona. Okay? They helped me get through some tough times. You got to strut like you mean it. Free your mind. It's not enough just to dream it. Come on. Come on. Get up. When you feel it, it's your chance to shine. Strut like you mean it. Come on. Come on. Come on. And then, here we go. Bienvenido. Esto es mi sueño. Come on. Come on. Get up. Sígame a descubre mi Barcelona. I think that's it. Sígame descubre mi Barcelona. Yeah, okay, that's it. <laughs> Bienvenidos, esto es mi sueño. Sígame, descubre mi Barcelona. Okay, I love that part. It's Angel. I really felt that when Angel in his beautiful red curly hair sang that so sweetly to the camera. <laughs> love Anne Hill when he was talking to um Raven Simone he was like uh this uh some some got and I was like oh okay <laughs> anyway 
in all seriousness, I do think that we are living in the age of reboots and remakes, which is why I made a whole episode on it before. Go check it out. Uh, yeah, we have to deal with things like girl meets world, trying to live up to the reputation that boy meets world had. Oh my God, two totally different things. From what I've heard, I did see like two or three episodes just because I had to see what garbage they were trying to put out. And it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Did it still have that mark of this era on it? Yes, it did. And it's supposed to because it's a show from this time. But it'll never be Boy Meets World because Boy Meets World, ah, it was so good. It had like just real world stuff in it. You could really learn from that show. It wasn't just about slapstick humor. It was about Corey growing up from what, like the sixth grade to college. It was insane the amount of stuff that they put in that show. Honestly, it's like today they're scared to just be real with shows. Even like the sets, you can tell that it's so fake and colorful and cheap. Nothing looks like a real house anymore. Tell me, when you look at these shows, like look at the Thundermans or something. My little brother watches that show. When you look at the Thundermans, when you look at Henry Danger, do their houses, do their living rooms look like actual living rooms? Or do they look like a 12 year old got a bunch of beanbag furniture and like just threw it everywhere? That's what it looks like to me. So <laughs> there just seems to be a lack of originality, creativity, and genuine effort these days. Um, I, I skipped again. I totally like, I, I have this written out because, you know, I try to like just bullet point and have my topics listed out. But last night I just like wrote out what I was gonna say, most of it anyway. And I really just skipped a whole paragraph. So again, rewind with me. This is the rewind sound, I don't know. So I said, we have to deal with Girl Meets World, blah, 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 blah. And these shows are in entirely different leagues. Entirely different leagues. I haven't actually seen Raven's Home. But I can gather that's probably not like That's So Raven. And I'm not just, I don't want to just target like Disney and Nickelodeon shows because that completely throws out a higher age group. But honestly, who is that much older than me and listening to my podcast? Because <laughs> let's be real here. Uh, yeah. But the, like I said, these shows are just in entirely different leagues, okay? Um, one show, I don't want to trash completely this generation of shows. One show that I think really captured some of the essence of old Disney is Andy Mack because they deal with real world problems. And although that show, like at times I'm just like, what the heck is going on? Honestly, they really tackle some serious stuff in that show. And it's not as serious as Boy Meets World, but it's pretty good. And I find myself tuning into it every Friday at whatever time it comes on, cause I record it, so I don't know. Yeah, like I just have to see it because it deals with just more stuff than, you know, who likes who. <laughs> Hey, I'm tired of seeing the love triangles. I am. And while it does feature relationships in the show, 
it's not just about that. They've got so much more and that's what I appreciate. I appreciate when we don't just rely on stupid situations and running gags and uh, um, what am I looking for here? Slapstick humor to make a kid laugh or to make a kid interested because honestly think about it let's go back now dan schneider dan the footman schneider <laughs> he was putting out some good stuff back then now now it's like well even though he, he doesn't do stuff for nickelodeon anymore i don't think I think he got fired or something like that he quit whatever i don't know but it's like today they were kind of like damn we need like 16 shows right now and so his quality was not there although the quantity was but back then my man dan had some good stuff out how can we forget zoe 101 did they rely on a few like slapsticky humory things and yeah but for the most part we had like some really good scripts and some really good acting like these people really portrayed their characters well and it felt like I was sitting there and I was watching a real school. It felt like I was watching a real school and that's what we're missing. The, oh, just knocked over my microphone. Ha, ah, sorry. That's what we're missing these days. I'm getting so passionate about it because this is my field of career. I want to be a filmmaker. I want to do TV shows. I want to do music videos. I want to do stuff like this. And so I'm really passionate about it. But I feel like we're missing the realness in our in our stuff today. Okay, I'm going to move on. Uh, hold on one minute. Okay, we're here. I had to stop the recording for a second. Um, doo -doo 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 -doo. where are we at? Where are we? Where are we at? So my whole point, I guess, was that with all of the things that I'm mentioning that are wrong with today's shows, maybe it is okay to have stuff like reboots remakes and even reunions i feel like i put the sneeze i think that reunions might actually be our best bet and i say that say that because um maybe it's just good to go back to your roots um like i said it's not just about nickelodeon disney even though that's what i've covered so far it sometimes it's just good to go back to your roots. I'm gonna give you another example. Take Warp Tour. Now, I wanted to go this year for the 25th anniversary, but I had to check the lineup before I bought tickets. Uh, last year actually was the last year that they were going cross country. This year they're just playing three different cities and it's not cross country. And I believe he said this is the last year they're doing Warped altogether, but they're doing it this year because it's the 25th anniversary. So it's not cross country. It's just, it's not Warp Tour but it's warped, <laughs> okay? It was like warped 25. Um, and last year I bought my best day ever package way before they announced he'd be there. Um, and I'm still kind of pissed that I missed a lot of the bands that I originally went there to see, like Makeout and Pele Royale, Asking Alexandria, it would have been nice, but I missed them anymore um anyway this year kevin lyman i believe that's his name announced that he'd be making a killer lineup um going back to the roots like the 2005 and the 2008 shows which had awesome lineups like one year they had a sudden fold like 
mind freaking blown. Wish I was there that year. I wasn't. Uh, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Anyway, when I saw the lineup uh, that they announced March 1st for Atlantic City, which is the one I was going to go to if I was going to go. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't worth me getting a plane ticket and a hotel room and the entry ticket for the festival. I was like, that's a lot of money for a show that I just like don't have to go to. Um, so it did feature like quite a few back to its roots bands, which is what he said he was going to do. Um, not as many as I'd have liked. That's just my humble opinion. A lot of people did actually like the lineup and a lot of people didn't and they can't please everybody. So, you know, that's, I'm not even mad about that, but I'm incredibly sad to say that this is, this really would have been my last chance to go to something so influential to me growing up. Warp Tour always made me feel like I belonged and I was just going to be gone. I'm, I'm torn up, honestly. You, like, you have no idea. I have a poster right over there and I have my wristband from last year. I have like so much stuff from last year. Speaking of that, I have a bracelet that I misplaced from Warp Tour. I'm really sad about that. So, but that's what I mean. Like sometimes you just need reunions. I feel like in the future, if they give Warp to a break for like a, a little bit and then they come back and they like, they have, they pull from their greatest lineups. Maybe if bands are willing to play at Warp Tour, because I know that a lot of the bigger bands aren't, you know, they don't want to play at Warp Tour anymore, even though that's where they got their start. So... If they were going to do that, that would be so awesome. And I can guarantee you so many people would come out if they had just a killer lineup and regular Warped Tour ticket prices. Um, I really wish that they were doing like a one day ticket this year like they normally do instead of you could only get two day passes. And I feel like if it had been a one day ticket, I would have gotten it because I could pay less for a hotel room and pay less for a ticket. <laughs> but yeah. <sighs> 2007, I believe, was the year that my all-time favorite band ever, Therefore Morrow, was there, which features the members, Micah Miley, 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 something like that, Micah Miley, Chris Camrata, Jay Enriquez, and Christian Clymer. Uh, I wish they'd do a reunion. Honestly, they broke up in, what, 2012, I think? 11, 2000, something like that. Um, I've actually messaged two of the members of the band, Micah and Chris, a few times over the years, and they've always gotten back to me. It's just like so ugh, amazing. Uh, yeah, Chris actually liked one of my Facebook statuses. Like, I think it was 2010 or 2011 or something like that. He actually liked one of them. And I was like, what? That's so weird. And it really caught me off guard. But thank you, Chris. Probably doesn't even remember that. Or remember that he's talked to me but that's okay <laughs> um and micah jesus lord have mercy micah is the sweetest person ever you should see the stuff that he wrote me on instagram i messaged him i dm'd him and i was telling him all this stuff and he was just so 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 nice so nice i even i even have a pair of chris's um drumsticks it's just like it's so near and dear to my heart I have a postcard signed by him. I have his drumsticks. I have like two t-shirts. 
<laughs> I love this band, if you can't tell. Um, what am I talking about, though? So, oh, yeah. Well, anyway, the reason that I say this is because they, when they broke up, they actually announced that they'd be forming a new group with just two of the members, Micah and Chris, the ones that I was just talking about. And it was going to be called After Hours. So I was like, cool, I'm going to support it. I have no clue what this is, but I'm going to support it. Um, and it's got a new sound. Okay, well, we'll get back to that in a second. This brings me to what I was saying earlier about why the Jonas Brothers reunion song was so good. Remember the first two reasons that I said? Oh, my nose. Like, I feel like my nose is going to pop off my face. It's really bothering me right now. Okay. Where am I? They managed, yeah, they managed to change their sound while still sounding like the Jonas Brothers. And if, if I wanted a whole new band with a whole new sound, then I would have just listened to a whole other band. Granted, that's exactly what There For Tomorrow was doing. They formed a whole new band. So it makes sense that their, uh, their sound change was like, okay. Um, their genre and their style, it just felt like more natural for them to change it because they were forming a whole new band. Had they stayed the same and then tried to change their sound, I would have been like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> you know, what's up with that? And, um, but it still took some time to get used to because, you know, I, what I wanted was some killer guitar riffs. Like, what was it? Jay was on bass, I think. And, uh, Christian was on guitar. Sometimes Micah had guitar, but he like mostly sang. And so I was just like, I wanted some, I wanted some killer guitar riffs. Like my favorite type of music is alternative rock. And that's what alternative rock features, like some great riffs. Um, and I also wanted Chris's wild drum playing. Like Chris was an amazing drummer and he still drums now for this band. I, ch I cannot think of their name. I have like one song on their, uh, one song of theirs on my phone. I'm gonna have to look it up. Oh, give me a second. But yeah, Chris's drum playing was amazing. He did like drum covers and he just like, he just sounded so good. And so I missed that. I really missed that. I'm really trying to stall because I'm trying to find, uh, there he is. Yes. He's in Dashboard Confessional, that band. So they've had a lot of member changes over the years, but yeah, he plays drums for them now. He also has like a bunch of other credits and stuff that he does, but I just remember him from there for tomorrow. Um, and then I missed those smooth, buttery, perfect vocals that Michael blessed us with. Oh my gosh, his voice. Amazing. Instead, what I got was some ocean sounds and some new elevator vibe. And I liked it, but it was different. It was so different. And like I said, change is absolutely necessary but sometimes it's hard, okay? From, uh, they went from alternative rock, my favorite, to elevator vibey music, which is not my favorite, but still good. 
And that's TFT's story. I honestly should have seen it coming that they were going to break up and do something else because for a while they'd stopped releasing music. Like it was taking them a bit of time to release something new. And um, over their albums, their style was changing so much. Like just from their first album to their last album. I don't even know if it was an album or if it was an EP. Uh, but like, oh my gosh, the style changed so much. They went from like being young boys who were just like da -da 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 to just like da 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 They changed so much and I'm thinking of two songs in particular. Um Racing Blood was one of their newer stuff. And I was like, it's good, but oh my gosh, it's so calm. <laughs> so calm and one of their other ones um what a little faster we'll go with that one that was the song that introduced me to them in the first place that one was just like i was like oh my god the guitars the drums everything it's so cool uh yeah um so it was the transition for them was a little weird from album to album so when they finally went just to a whole new genre I guess I was like all right whatever um but it makes me really want to thank the Jonas Brothers for making their transition so much easier and much less weird I, I still love you to TFT TFT hold it down mama I love you <laughs> y'all don't get that reference like you suck <laughs> oh yeah so fallout boy that's another one I kind of want to briefly talk about and I really have to wrap this up because, oh gosh, I have really gone very far with whatever it is that I'm saying. Um, they had the sound. It was good. What basic, somewhat emo girl doesn't love sugar when going down swinging, right? Like, you know, this ain't a scene. It's an arms race. It's great. But then they took this hiatus. And then they came back with an entirely different sound, which was good, I believe, because the times changed. And to me, it still had that Fall Out Boy sound that I loved so much. A lot of people actually didn't like it, but I did. I liked that change. Now, their latest album was quite a stretch for me. It did not feature enough rock. It needed more rock. <laughs> it was good, but it needed more rock. Uh, I'm forgetting something, though. Wait a minute. <clears throat> Patrick Stump, lead singer of Fall Out Boy, ended up losing a whole lot of weight and he like went solo for a little while and it was really weird but it was good but it was different i liked i had a song on song by him on my phone called dance miserable i think that's what it's called so good Mwah, masterpiece and that's what made their reunion so much sweeter for me i felt like they'd all like evolved when they came back together they'd all evolved into their own styles and it just blended so beautifully if you guys don't like my songs know what you did in the dark you need help <laughs> okay you need to leave um i'm obviously kidding because you can like what you like and you don't have to like what i like but that song is so good it's super hype love it so much uh another great singer who was able to evolve with the changing musical styles was michael jackson now now let me stop there disclaimer <laughs> i know right now that there is an insane amount of controversy over Michael Jackson right now and that HBO documentary but I'm purely talking about his talent and I'm not factoring in all the speculation and all that stuff okay so don't come for me all right 
he's my absolute favorite singer and I do have an opinion on the whole controversy thing that probably a lot of people would be like wow he really really hit the nail on the head with that one um but that has that has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm about to say I'm purely talking about his ability to change musical styles okay his legacy of music doesn't just fit one sound uh, my brother and I actually came up with a list of all the MJ eras that we went through first we had the Jackson 5 era then we had disco Mike, which is like off the wall um then we had that he just found his groove Mike, which is like his thriller era that's like when he really just like hit it popular and i feel like at that point he really like nailed down what it was to become a solo artist from a group um then we had edgy Mike, which is like his bad era. oh no no camera don't do that stop it stop my camera just fell Okay, I think we're good. <laughs> um, and then we had Sentimental Mike, which is like his Heal the World, They Don't Care About Us, um, Earth Song phase that he went through. And then we had Comeback Season Mike, which was his This Is It phase, um, which didn't last very long, unfortunately, because he died. <laughs> and then we have Fagel Jackson, which is the Michael Jackson that Sony tried to give us and say it was him but it very clearly did not sound like him in a lot of those songs so <laughs> yeah um this man really knew the art of changing his sound to fit the times while still sounding exactly like himself there isn't one era of michael that i feel like is less michael or more michael than the other eras of michael they all felt equally like michael um i feel like if his if his brothers did a reunion concert today with him, if he was still alive, obviously, uh, I think they'd play their old stuff, duh. But they'd also, if they could write new material, they'd be able to pull off a style change, like to write stuff from today because Janet still sings. I mean, um, so I feel like they'd be able to really capture this, the essence of the Jacksons and still sound like what today's crowd wants to hear so be every bit the jacksons but sound like what we're looking for and that's my opinion you have yours i have mine that's all i'm gonna say about it um mostly i'm just ready to see some boy band reunions <laughs> uh i miss the boy band era i really do i like where is nsync when we need them like come on mint condition big time rush what are we doing <laughs> Some of you guys are probably going to be so mad that I even just compared Big Time Rush with Man Condition. It's fine. Um, side note, I do keep up with Carlos from Big Time Rush because he married Alexa from Spy Kids. And that right there makes them the dream team. You know, they have a son and she's currently pregnant again. So, like, they're Christian like me. That's great. I love when I see other Christians because I, it just makes me so happy. I feel like I'm not alone in this whole I love Jesus thing. <laughs> Um, but fun fact, when BTR was a thing, I was solely into James Maslow, like solely into James. And, um, then I kind of sort of got into Kendall Schmidt, that's his last name. I think that's his last name. Um, and then Carlos and lastly, Logan. Uh, but Logan is the one that I like really didn't pay any attention to. 
until very recently when I went back and I watched their old videos I was just kind of like whoa Logan whoa <laughs> um oh my nose is burning so much right now I really have to end this episode Ugh. uh yeah so some of the ones I went back to watch were any kind of guy boyfriend epic windows down etc and I realized I didn't really pay that much attention to Logan, but he still had so, so much talent. Um, he actually still sings now. And yeah, I just like, I just had no idea. So Logan, I'm sorry. If you ever see this, which I doubt you will, but if you ever even see this, I'm so sorry for treating you so wrong. I am. <laughs> okay. Um, there really isn't a point for this episode other than I love reunions and I really want some more of them. I feel like if we're going to do reboots, reboots and remakes, we need to do reunions as well. Like the three R's. That's what we need. Not reading, writing, and arithmetic, but reboots, remakes, and reunions. Um, one reunion, though, I really don't want is the One Direction reunion. Don't get me wrong. I have loved One Direction since the beginning, but I love their individual styles even more. Harry Styles, Sign of the Times. Have you heard it? It's so beautiful. It's so good. Like the whole album, it wasn't what I was expecting from Harry, but it was still exactly what I needed to hear from him. And now I'm just so proud of him for what he did because it was completely different than that One Direction sound. And yet it was amazing. Um, he, that is an example of a group changes their sound and still sounds good we need more of that okay the others are doing cool stuff too um Niall Zane all of them but I'm really focusing on Harry because he was the love of my life so <laughs> anyway that that about wraps up episode 17 I hope you enjoyed my pathetic ramblings if you've got time and you haven't seen the new, uh, I was about to say Justin Bieber, the new Jonas Brothers sucker video, go watch it. It features their wives slash Joe's soon to be wife. I don't know if Joe and Sophie are already married. I don't think they are, but I really can't keep up. I like to mind my own business. Uh, so see you next Wednesday. Or if you're listening to this on coming right up, you'll be hearing this Fridays at 3.30 Central Standard Time. And if you're watching this on YouTube, congratulations, you are one of the five people that do. <laughs> um, I say that because YouTube has, oh gosh, oh gosh, uh, the YouTube community, like they don't show me any support or love, but on Anchor, that's where the party really is. So if you're listening to this on Anchor, thank you because there's so many more listeners on Anchor than there are on um, YouTube. Uh, anyway, thank you, my precious children. Mwah. Peace out. <laughs> You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Completely Random Foolishness or on Twitter at CRF underscore podcast. Intro and outro music made by Eric Burwell, aka The Best Dad Ever. And thanks for listening to this abysmal calamity I call a podcast.